Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill Dement, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair for over the past decade, we have learned a few things. From the big wins to the occasional mistakes, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry. We don't have all the answers, but perhaps we can learn from a few things as we navigate the many adventures of owning a small business. Hey, Bill. Hey, good morning, James. Uh, good morning. Excited to be here today. We've got a guy uh, on, Mr. Alan George, who uh, is the vice president of uh, Franchise Marketing Systems. Uh, I've been looking forward to having a conversation with Alan for a really long time. Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked to him, so this is going to be a great interview. So we want to introduce Alan. Welcome, Alan. Thank okay, you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, so I've been I've I've been looking forward to this, and I'm a little bit nervous, but this is a great <laughs> opportunity. So so thanks for having me. Absolutely, no need to be nervous here. Um, so listen, we know you. We've we've met you. Um, frankly, you're one of the people solely responsible for bringing us to FMS. Um, but I would love our audience to kind of know who you are if they've been listening to our franchise journey. Um, they know who FMS is. They've listened to Chris a couple of times and Tim. Um, but you're kind of, you're the vice president of this company. You and Chris run this thing together. So why don't you give us a little background about yourself and what you do with the company and where you kind of, you know, got all this great experience you have. Sure. Great. Well, first of all, um, I'm a sales guy and FMS franchise microsystems is really filled with sales guys. And, and what we really do is we help our our clients grow their business through expanding their sales effort. So that's really quite simply who I am. And then it gets a little bit more complicated to my background in franchising. Mm-hmm. So my background in franchising started really, I, we can almost say 40 years ago. And 40 years ago, I worked um, at the Boston Herald. And I had a client, um, I did recruitment advertising. My client was uh, TaylorMade Freezer, and they sold franchises through uh, the newspaper. Hmm. So that was my first exposure to franchises because TaylorMade is the ice cream machine in your local store that serves soft serve. Oh, interesting. And I asked them, I said, wait a minute, this is a franchise? And they're like, yeah, you have to buy a machine from us. You have to buy the ice cream from us, and you have to buy the ice cream cones, and we control that. And, it, and essentially, because you have to make a capital investment and buy supplies from us and sell the same way, it's a franchise. Hmm. And that kind of was my first foray into it. So they were actually my biggest uh, recruitment customer for many years at the Boston Herald. So that's kind of how I got my head wrapped around franchising. And then um, as my career went on, I have a high-tech background. Um, I've sold computers. I've sold speech recognition. I've sold testing equipment. I've been trained in TQM at a company called Teradyne. I've actually been awarded for it. I've won team awards at different companies I've worked for, not just sales, but also marketing. So um, that's kind of my background. And 20 years ago, I was director of sales at a company called Tactician. And Tactician, we did business mapping. 
which is used for uh, site selection, demographic analysis, territory planning. And I worked with really big manufacturing companies and big pharmaceutical companies that did territory planning, but I also worked with lots of franchises. So uh, Huntington Learning Centers, Glotted Schools, um, Chuck E. Cheese, Curves, Subways, Visiting Angels, all these companies that were franchises that used the mapping for either creating their territories or using it for site selection. So they really taught me the business because I was working with both sides of the business. So when I was doing territory planning, it was the franchise sales reps that were saying, hey, Alan, I need to provide demographics to show someone that this territory will make money. So I need to show them the number of houses or the number of doctors or the numbers of restaurants to serve. Uh, so, so really, I was working with the franchise uh, development people there. Hmm. And then on the operations side, I would work with um, people that were looking to do site selection. So like Jimmy John's, when I started work with them, they were in Chicago and Milwaukee, and they didn't really have a great idea of where to put these stores. They were just doing it. And then we worked on an analog model that said, look, there's the top 10 performing stores. Here's the bottom 10 performing stores. What we want to do is I want to I locate in stores that look like our top uh, performing stores, and we want to replicate that. So we did an analysis where we said, okay, these are the demographics of your um, successful stores. Hmm. And, and that in the industry – is a very expensive proposition to do. So you have companies like Buxton that um, would charge $60,000 to do that. And working with me, they were paying $795. Oh, wow. So, so, so they have these people come to them and saying, this guy has this, this expertise on territory optimization, territory planning, uh, and demographic analysis. And uh, the, really, uh, the two guys that trained me for site selection were um, a guy that did the research at Chick-fil-A and then another guy that did the research at Dunkin' Donuts. And then on the territory planning side, I did a really big project with um, Visiting Angels. And we, again, we, we did a project where we brought in data and we were creating maps to show opportunity uh, for our potential because they were like at... 250 units and they're like we got to get to like 700 units we got to convince people that not all the prime territories are sold so it's really working with franchise sales people and then also the operations people and i learned i learned the um the business so um i've been really trained by but by my my customers and again what we're trying to do is we're trying to put we're trying to create efficient trade areas where franchisees uh, can generate uh, enough income to want to buy a second, third, and fourth. Yeah, that makes and sense. And that's how franchises yep. grow. And I speak all over the country, and I say to people, look, franchises are able to grow your business because if you walk into your boss right now and you say, I want to double my income in a year, they're going to say, well, go work somewhere else. But in the franchise, if you go to your franchisor and say, 
um, hey, I want to double my income. You say, okay, let's buy our second, third, or fourth franchise. Right. Territory, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, you know, so uh, my background is is in sales. And I, I understand channels. And that's we are. A franchise is a phenomenal channel. Right. So, so how did you meet Chris and how did you get involved with FMS? Yeah. So Jimmy Johns. So Jimmy Johns was, was raving about the analog model that we built and they kind of told Chris about it. And then Chris called me up one day and said, Hey, Alan, uh, can you call this guy? And then, uh, his secretary would call me and say, can you call this guy? And then people in the industry started realizing that there's this guy, a tactician that really understands franchising. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one day I got a call from someone that said, um, Hey, I want to franchise my business. And I um, called Chris up and I gave him a lead. It was, it was um, uh, a printing company that wanted to franchise the business. And I, I called Chris at his old company and they said, Hey, he started his own company. And, um, I gave him this lead and he franchised him and he said, Hey, how did you know about this? This guy was all set up. All I really did was take an order. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that company ended up being the, our first, you know, project we worked together. Uh, the company since we started work with them, sold 59 franchises and was bought out by a, a really big company. So he made a very small investment and he sold a franchise with uh, 59 units to a much bigger company and exited. So wow. that's a beautiful first, that's a beautiful first story. And then just uh, over the next couple of months, I would bump into something, he would bump into something and all of a sudden we woke up and I remember walking down the street and him saying, Hey, uh, we got to stop paying attention because we did $40,000 this month. Mm. And, and then I'm like, what? And we just started figuring out things. And then he called me back, uh, probably a couple of months later. And he said, all right, I'm, we have the next five months, we have a pipeline of revenue and we have a company and and then all of a sudden we started really people started understanding that we were different mm-hmm. because we're very we are we understand the franchise development process which is the generation of the paperwork but the whole reason we do what we do is to prepare our franchise ors to generate royalty. And the genesis, I like, I kid around, the genesis of franchise marketing systems was the, um, really the invention of the cell phone. Mm. And, and what was happening is when Chris worked at the other company, people would call him at 10 o'clock at night. And they would say, hey, Chris, you know, uh, I borrowed $150,000 to franchise my business. I borrowed the money from my mother. She just called me crying because I haven't paid back that money. 
Oh boy. And Chriswood, and Chriswood were going to work. I mean, genuinely, Chris Connor is the nicest person on this planet. Mm-hmm. And he just he just was like, Well, we have to help these people sell franchises. And the president of the company said, Please go back to your office. It's not what we do. It's not what we're gonna do. And if you want to do that, start your own company. And most people will go back to their office and get a little mad and maybe, uh, you know, punch the wall and then become one of our customers, right? Because you have to fix it. And then they would just go back to work. Not Chris Connor. Mm. Just Chris said, you know what? I am going to do my best for my clients to make them successful. Yeah, you know what? I get that from Chris. Uh, And the few times I've met him and the conversations we've had, that really does come through. Mm -hmm. And I do believe he is the world's nicest guy. I think that's an accurate statement. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Alan, now FMS has grown into quite a going concern, has it not? Uh, Absolutely. When uh, Chris Chris and I first started this, um, working together, he his his plan was for him to work in his basement and for him to earn a nice living and uh i said i don't think i don't think that's good enough mm. and um and then all of a sudden he said well what do you mean and i'm like we can grow this and and chris is just very driven mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he got confidence in what he was doing and Again, what we do is we just continually, um, we do two things. We sell, and then we do whatever it takes for our customer to sell. Well, I would argue there might be a third thing. I think you guys have an ability to attract uh, quality people, just high caliber. And I've said to James multiple times, everyone that we've had a touch point with uh, at FMS, they've they've just been quality people. Mm hmm yeah, and because we're focused on we're on we're in business for the client. So we put we wear our client's shirt mm. every day. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, you know, um at one point in my closet, I actually had 42 branded shirts. Oh my word. Cause I would go to trade shows and they would give me a shirt. Mm. And um so I, I had I have forty. I have forty two. We went to a lot of trade shows, and then also people like that. We we wore them, and and then I started collecting them, and it became kind of funny that I really worked for forty two companies, and I had the shirt to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting! Oh, that's funny. So that is it's actually very funny because we met you actually at a trade at show. at a trade show. The uh, first one we'd ever attended. The, the only, listen, we had talked about franchising in passing for years, right? Yep. And uh, Bill, obviously, and those who've listened to the other podcast know our story, but basically we got into, um, let's research, you know, how to franchise. And everyone we talked to said, that's going to cost you $150,000. You need all these lawyers. You need to make, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. and, and it's going to take a decade to do. And- yeah. And then you're not going to have any time left. You're going to suck all your money away. And we were afraid. Um, and then he caught wind of Chris. Yeah, I actually heard Chris on a on a on another uh, franchising podcast, podcast. Mm-hmm. and I was so impressed with him that he was on my radar 
for months yeah. uh, before we actually uh, met you guys at the trade show. Uh-huh. And and frankly, I we're we're busy running a business here, and so that was kind of my main role, trying to run the business. And and poor Bill, he got to listen to my eyes roll multiple times. All right, then. thanks, Bill. Um, yeah. I, I was not daunted by that. <laughs> no. Not deterred. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Orlando Trade Show came about. And we're like, I'll tell you what, it's a free trade show. We're going to go just take a peek. We weren't even really sure what it was, were we? No idea. We kind of walked in. It was early, but I think we were one of the first people in the door almost. I think and we were there at 11 was mm-hmm. our plan. Yeah. And we met a, uh, we met, you know, a company. Then there was a guy in a company that was uh, selling Painting, painting franchises, right? painting? I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked to him for about 10 minutes. Nice guy. You yeah, know. he was a nice he guy. He was fine. Um, and then we rounded the corner, and we were kind of like, what are we doing here? What, yeah, what are we going to do next? What are all these people? These are just people selling franchises, and then, oh, I think there might be some people here that are helping people franchise and uh, companies that were there selling multiple franchises. Um, and then we kind of rounded the corner, and Bill looks at your banner and says, FMS. I think I know That's those guys. That's the guys from Atlanta. They're in Atlanta, right? And so my back was turned um, to you because we were just kind of talking through a few things. And apparently you caught, he caught you looking at us. You appeared to be licking your chops, Alan. I'm just saying. <laughs> the shirts. I, I, the shirts was the shirt thing. The shirt, yeah, the shirts. He's like, oh, we look at your shirt. So um, it was yeah. a great conversation. Then all of a sudden you kind of came. We started talking, and we realized that uh, FMS was was – a legit thing. So, so thank you uh, for for introducing yourself to us. Um, and in the process of that conversation, uh, you made us feel normal. Like this is not a, a nor- This is this is not abnormal to have this these nerves. And then and you actually had helped another uh, a company who was in a similar parallel to us uh, franchise, which made us feel as well comfortable, right? Yeah. So okay. So normal is is like a, a simpler word i was excited when we met i'm like this is and i think i said this this is an extraordinary business this is an ordinary business a normal business run right mm. and we, we went through the numbers and we went through uh the services and the additional services than that other company and um and i was just like i was excited and we had systems in place and we had uh, repeated it in, in another location in another state. I'm like, guys, this has all the qualities of a franchise, which is great, but also lending to our model, because it has all the qualities, it has great name, has great systems. Uh, we make, we you make um, a very, very strong profit. Like I get excited. I get excited and I, I have, um, Chris Connor and I have this um, ongoing funny um, conversation and we say, um, what makes a franchise successful? And Chris is, has his MBA in financing and I grew up in the streets of Boston. So Chris is going to go through the business model and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's going to do the finances and I am going to go on the, the level of, no, it's a franchisor. Mm. and um, it is the qualities they have, the passion for the business, the ability to sell, ability to market, the ability to come up with uh, services that are possible, the ability 
to be focused. And what, this goes back and forth, and we'll talk about clients. And then what we do is because, because you know, really is such a great guy, is we kind of go, what, what are we fighting for? It's both. Mm-hmm. And when we find both, now we get really, really, really excited. At that meeting, it was like, we have both here. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you have the, the, the systems, the name, all the stuff, the model. And then you'll have the ability to recruit great franchise ease. So I was, I'm, I was very excited about that, but yeah, yeah it is, right. it is, it is a great, it is a great conversation that we had. Listen, Alan, I, know, I, I got a really honest question for you. Sure. So, so what was the, the conversation between you and Chris like after we left? Were you like, Oh, you need to send an email to these guys. Or was it like, you need to send an email to these guys. Because you told me, oh, you know what? The owner of the company, Chris Connors, is going to send us a proposal. We By the end over. of the weekend. By the end of the yeah. weekend. And it was, yeah. it was, you know, on the weekend. And we got the proposal that night, by 8 o'clock that night. Probably within six hours, actually. So we joked yeah. about, about what you guys talked about after we left. Um, just curious. And we'll cut this out if it's not appropriate. We'll go ahead and cut this out. But if, uh, I'm curious what you, what you guys had to say. Yeah, it's it's the conversation. It's the conversation. Um, great model, and they will be able to sell. It's simple, and and that becomes important because we have guys who, and I think we talked about this. You have to open a second business, and you have to be responsible for it. And I felt so strongly. I'm like, Chris, these guys will run the they'll run the affiliate business. They'll run the day job. They'll, they'll keep on growing. They'll keep on finding new services. They'll keep on finding ways to increase revenue and decrease cost, which is going to increase profitability for our their franchisees. So they're going to be doing that. That's that extraordinarily. Mm. Run, extraordinarily run the business. And then on the back end, on the back end, you know, we'll be able to uh, work with them to sell it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, that that's that's what it is because you know um, not every franchise is created equally, and um, and obviously um, God didn't make everyone equal as well. And you, you're extraordinary in both the business and then also the ability for you to be able to uh, run the second business and be able to um, market, recruit. And then also grow several businesses. So that was my big that was my big excitement. And um, and again, in two years from now, you know, you'll be part of this. Hey, is it the um, the uh, the business model or the franchisor? So mm-hmm. you'll be part of our chicken and egg. And I know in two years, it will be like, all right, all right. Well, you're right because you know, look at the guys that hold the wall. Mm, that's exciting. Well, listen, and, and we got the proposal from Chris, and it was a reasonable price. You guys offer a great service, and um, we actually got on the phone with him. I think the following week, pretty right. fast. Well, as I remember, they also laid out the time frame. Here's what you should expect from us, and here's mm-hmm. essentially a, a blueprint for how long each step should take. Mm-hmm. And it's been pretty accurate. Yeah, it's been it has been pretty accurate, and so. Now we've kind of gone through 
all the entry stuff, right? We're in this four months. Yeah, we've been in development now for mm. four or five months. So ha have you seen the, the franchise website we built, Alan? Oh, yeah. I'm staring right at it, guys. Yeah. And then so we've got this great website you guys help us build. We've got a great brochure. We're ready to go sell. You guys are even have us already on some, yeah, some several websites, listings. several mm -hmm. listings. Mm -hmm. And so now yep. it's like, it's, now it's kind of where the rubber meets the road, right? So we're going to be kind of going into finding partners soon, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, yeah, we, we're, we're getting ready to have the grand opening of our franchise um, business. Really, we're, we're, we have the business forms, we have the collateral, we know our pricing, right? So we know mm -hmm. what um, franchise fee is, what the territory is going to be, what you're going to be selling. We know how to, um, we have the tools to give you. So we have uh, we have the training rule, right? So right. training rule will teach you um, how to, you know, how to run the business. And um, we're going to put our, you know, we have our operations manual in there. Um, we're going to be putting all of our market materials in there. So we're really um, ready to begin the process of bringing in um, capable owner operators that will follow our systems, that will listen to us, that will read our materials, that will watch our videos and launch a successful business and we're going to teach them how to launch the business also how to get customers very quickly mm -hmm. and that's another exciting thing is that we again with this podcast and you know i'm like the videos i mean we're we have we have the ability to show our franchisees to quickly get into the revenue streams mm -hmm. right so you're not going to be sitting in store a restaurant for three weeks with no one showing up right we're gonna, gonna have you get to it immediately and then yeah because we want you know we want you know we we have you know total all in total all in is is less than you no know, eighty thousand dollars yeah right mm -hmm. working capital so if you get to it and you start working and you start working the long hours you need to be an entrepreneur, working the systems, um, you know, listening, listen to you and doing what we're supposed to do. We have the ability to grow a very, very um, uh, large business and mm -hmm. the return, the return. So if we're investing really $70,000, that return over five years will be very very, uh, very easy to make. So, and, so part of the so training process that, that you're helping us with now, we've been in trainable now for almost a year and a half, two years, Yeah, about now. two years, I think. And that was kind of, kind of an exciting thing. Cause during our first meeting, I mentioned that we were in trainable and then you kind of like perked up your trainable. And, and so then of course I talked to Tim about it. Um, and yeah. we've yet to been revealed the trainable modules that you're creating. So I'm excited about that. But I mean, being able to train a franchisee and their employees um, remote, obviously we're going to do in-house training. We'll send technicians to the job site uh, and all that stuff that we, that's part of the contract, but ongoing training. And as we add new things, I mean, training will really adds the element 
um, that allows us to faster fast track all this this mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah, for through these. technology, you can touch that franchisee mm-hmm. on on a more regular basis. Yeah, yeah. So so that that's really that's really exciting because we want the franchisee to feel supported. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and again, I have a long day. I put my children to bed. It's nine o'clock at night, and I can go into Tranual and say, you know what? I came across this hole in the wall. I don't know how it got there, and I'm gonna go try to find a video that will explain, you know, how it got there. Mm-hmm. Um, or I did this patch in this wall. I don't think I did it right, and let me watch this video. Again, or hey, um, you know, I really think my employees need to learn um, better customer service. Let me poke around, um, training will, and see if there's video there. I'll review it with James and Bill and say, hey, can we add this to our training module? Then, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that becomes that becomes important because, again, if you're if you're customer service and then sales you're building that relationship. So, um, you know, I have, I have a friend who has a broken pipe in, in their, um, in their first, uh, their second floor. Mm. And they have built a relationship with their, um, the gentleman coming to fix their sailing. Because again, they have a, they have a, you know, they're renting a home. It's a beautiful home and they have lots of friends and lots of companies and no one wants, you know, a hole in the wall or the same in the wall. Yeah, that's one of our the- philosophies, Alan, is we know that it's more than a hole in your wall. It's a hole in your home. Mm-hmm. It, it's life disrupting. Hey, or I'm, can be. I'm going to have to send you, when we're done with this, we, we have a brand new video we're launching here coming up the next week um, about our internal uh, mantra, the three C's. And I think you'll get a kick out of it, Alan. I'll send that to you. It'll be up on our YouTube here in about a week. So anyone listening to this in I the future, hope. you'll be able to see it. Um but being able to recall information, right? In the old days, you go to school, you get training, you get a textbook, maybe you get a packet, you take a test, you walk away with a certificate. So let us teach you how to do a simple texture technique. Well, in Florida, you'll come across, in Orlando specifically, you're going to come across that once every two or three yeah, months. Yeah, it's not the main right? It's not the main thing, but you need to know how. Right. So all of a sudden you realize, well, I learned that six months ago. How in the world do I do that? texture well you can either go back to your manuals and you can go back to your packets or with trainual with the app on your phone you just pick it up do a quick search and you can find the exact tutorial you mm-hmm. need immediately yep. in the field yep so it, it creates a really great yeah. resource it's something that we found um because we've been onboarding our employees for years and we do training we've got a, a, a lab where the guys can you know punch holes in walls and patch them and stuff but there's nothing like getting your hands dirty in the field but sometimes you just need that extra knowledge base. Um, and so that's why I really liked about training. It helped us onboard employees. It helped us, you know, they sign their contracts, you know, there. So here's your non-solicit agreement. Here's all that stuff. Um, it get, we were able to do um, finding facts. So like even our employees, I know what's their favorite color, what's their favorite, uh, you know, lunch item, which allows us to, you know, give them incentives down the road. And then being able to then on the back end reassign training periodically. You know what, we, we've redone our manual. We've, you know, go back and do a refresher course on that. So continuing education is also important. B, 
being able to offer that service to a franchisee, in my mind, is invaluable. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see what that turns into. It, 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 that's that's so exciting. Um, I um, had Chris and I owned a franchise many years ago, and the franchise or was not um, doing a great job of support. And um, the only thing they would do is send out a poster um, once a month. And uh, my manager was getting frustrated and said, I'm not paying the royalty. I'm just going to send back the poster. Oh, <laughs> and, and we were like, uh, we were like, Oh, this cannot happen. And, um, and, um, and we will never have that conversation. Mm, we will no. never have that conversation. The other thing about training, well, um, cause we're going to continue to update this is I've had, um, I had a, one of my franchisors call me and running a restaurant and she was there for three weeks and the store was, the restaurant was doing phenomenal, really, really well, but they couldn't leave hmm. to keep up that success. Mm-hmm. And we went through and we were like, why can't we leave? And I went through and I spent time with them. And then, um, Essentially, what it was was that the franchise E didn't read the operating manual, and everything hands-on was going great. Everything that wasn't hands-on, that um, they didn't physically get trained on, they were not doing. Mm. So wow. they uh, had the um, the general manager go back read it. They went through it with them. And like two days later, the implementation of the things that were read in the operating manual um, increased their sales. Wow. Right. And all of a sudden, they were, um, the franchise E was saying, we didn't see all this. We didn't understand all this hmm. because we didn't read the operating manual. And now you can go. And their sales, and they were this is a high volume place, increased from uh, sixty five hundred to um, eighty five hundred. So this is a really That's good example, uh, Alan, of why the franchisor should monitor what the franchisee is doing, because the franchise succeeds on their success is tied directly to the franchisee succeeding. Yeah, it's a, it's. Absolutely, because it's a win-win situation, and we know how to win, and we're going to teach our franchise um, E how to win, mm-hmm. and we're going to coach them, right? So, yep. you know, it's just I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a sports guy, and you know, as your skills progress in sports, you need to get those competitive advantages, which is why people buy a franchise, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, my daughter, I remember was having um, difficulties dribbling, uh, closely guided, and we taught her a crossover, and we taught a delay, so we got more skills, and then she was able to go back to scoring a whole bunch of points. And that's what we want to do in franchise. We're right. coaching the youth to become, become excellent. Well, that's one of the and goals. Why, that, I'm sorry, go ahead, Alan. No, it's okay. So one... One of the goals that we have here, and I remember months ago writing it across my whiteboard in the office, is 
We want to have the best training and support in our industry. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and here, here are yeah. our benefits. I told James, listen, yeah, we're, we have competitors in our industry, but the door we came in was we were drywall guys to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, developed new equipment. We developed new techniques. We improved the business and the customer service experience uh, to such a degree that if we can teach this to somebody else, and again, that circles back to Trainual, um, these these are the these are the elements that are going to help us to be um, successful in in this uh, franchising endeavor. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Again. It's all about your franchisees becoming successful. Mm-hmm. And then um, my friend wrote a book uh, called Five Pennies. And what Five Pennies says that a franchisee has to start every dollar at 95 cents because the first five pennies go to the franchisor. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do, what you want to do as a franchisor is you want to show that your name, your systems, your offerings, your profitability are worth working with a $0.95 cent dollar. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're going to make you so happy because you could never put this together as well as we did that you're going to send your royalty a day early. Well, that's, that's the advantage. That's the advantage we always mention. The reason anyone would be interested in buying a franchise is because instead of starting in the batter's box, you get, you get to start on second base Mm -hmm. and we've already figured out how to get a hit. We've already figured out how to advance from first base to second, and we can teach you how to get home from second base. Yeah. Let's, let's back up a quick second. Let's, I thought you might like that, Alan. (laughs) sports guys so so let's back up a second so that's that's the once we have a franchisee how we're going to support them right so we still have to acquire partners that want to that want to partner with hole in the wall as a franchisee so talk us through what is this process your sales guy this is what you've been doing your whole life so how, how are you how are we how are you gonna gonna see if we can we can broaden this this group here what, what's the process sure so um, the first thing is, you know those shirts I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, we, need to, we need to create a new shirt that says Hole in the Wall Franchise. And the first process is the mentality of the franchise or of saying, I am now a franchise and I am going to do, I'm going to create a sales effort and a marketing plan on how I expand. So the first thing is, is I am going to think of people I know that would run this. So I might have a guy that is runs 10 successful businesses. He's um, horizontally integrated. I'm going to reach out to him and say, hey, look, you know, you have five trucks. Running a six truck is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So you go out to the personal network. Um, the next thing is, is we're, um, we're going to start um, marketing, right? So we're going to do the things that we know that will bring in um, franchisees. So we we we'll start by putting um, the website. The we'll we'll put it on some of the websites that we own, and then we'll also start a um, a recruitment campaign. So we'll we'll advertise and we'll put, put people through the recruitment process 
to see if they're a good fit to join our team. So, so it's really um, that process. So if someone calls and says, you know, I run restaurants and, and uh, I want to diversify my portfolio, then we're going to say, great, um, bring me the guy that's going to run the business. Mm-hmm. So it really is that recruitment process because we have to make sure that our consistency on every job would be like, like we're doing it even though you are doing it in Oklahoma. So wait, 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 wait. You're saying that we don't just take anybody that's going to hand money to us. We're going to actually vet them and make sure they're good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, there's a concept now called um, like the multi multi. So it's a guy that owns three, three franchises in three cities for a total of nine, Hmm. you know, or, um, you know, or a guy that owns multiple franchises, and what he's doing is he's um, leveraging his database and to offer, again, very similar businesses. So I, I hang drywall and I fix it. And mm-hmm. it's two different businesses. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or in this pandemic, had a lot of this, where. I'm running a hotel and the hotel was empty. I need ancillary, you know, um, businesses. So, you know, I fixed holes in the wall in my hotels and I fixed rugs and I fixed this. And I have, you know, a maintenance crew that I could just take one of those guys and, and run this. He's, you know, my guy had, had a maintenance. Um, or, and or, I'll give you an example. My, my brother, my brother, um, he didn't buy a franchise, but mid-career, he woke up one morning and said, I hate being in corporate America. And he um, became, from being a sales rep, he became an electrician at 50 years old. Oh, wow. Hmm. And essentially, but... In franchising, what he would have done is he would have said, um, instead of me getting a job, I'm going to buy a franchise. So my brother, and I didn't realize it, but over the years, he became really good at fixing things. And he could garden and build stuff and do stuff. And I was like, where did you learn how to do all this? And he says, I love it. He said, I work for me to do all this, all this stuff around the house and in my backyard and building stuff. And then he started showing me stuff that he did. And it was like, where did you learn this? And he's just like, I'm more passionate about this than I am about, you know, selling advertising. And that's a, that's a big market for us. It's the guy doing corporate America. He hates um, Monday, but he loves Friday. But we want to find people um, that that love Monday running yes. our franchise. Yeah, and you'll see like there's transition coaches. The transition coaches will say, "You're in corporate America. Corporate America told you to go home and work from home for two years, mm. and you had to become self-sufficient." and they told you what you had to do. You're going to have to go on Zoom. 
and you had to do this and blah, blah, blah. And the, the um, again, the great resignation, a lot of those people said, you know what? I, I, I want to do, I want to work my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents pressured me to go to college, but I am more happy working on my hands than I am doing a database or coding or managing ten yeah. telemarketing. <clears throat> you really hit <clears throat> you really hit on something there a minute ago, Alan, talking about just being excited um, about what yeah. you're doing. And there's an old saying I love. I've I've known about it for years, but it essentially it is nothing great ever got accomplished without somebody getting excited. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Those people <laughs> that get up those people that get up on on Monday morning and can't wait to get to the job or get to what it what it is they do. Those are the people really enjoying not only life, but they're enjoying their job. They're in, they're enjoying their vocation, and there's just a richness in life. And I think that's what you're saying. Your brother has discovered there. Yeah, yeah, and and then also too, these corporate America people have a 401k, and their 401k can be used to invest in the business. Now, the great thing about uh, our business for that 401k is. They can take out, they can take out not just the, the seventy to get started, but they can also take out a little bit of um, money to kind of cushion their income, right? Mm-hmm. Until they get the business up and running. And someone has five hundred thousand dollars in their four hundred one k, and they have to take out a quarter of it. When you go to your wife and you say, um, "Hi, I would really like to buy a business." <laughs> And I only need $100,000 out of my 401k. And they're going to be like, okay, go do it. Uh-huh. But if they, have to, if they have to take $500,000 out of that 401k, then... Yeah, that's a different conversation, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can, actually, I can yeah. actually see a potential uh, franchisee walking to their wife kind of going, hi, yeah. um, I'm going to invest in this new company. Yeah. You're, you're actually, you're sharing a few things that my brain hasn't thought about. Like I didn't think about the, the property manager or owner who's already has an employee, but they can run a franchise with, we always think about it as an owner operator. Hey, I'm a, I'm a great worker. I wish I was in business for myself. Yeah. And I think that there's specific markets where that's going to be just what the doctor ordered. Mm-hmm. But being able to find you know, almost like a serial entrepreneur that they've got multiple uh, investments, multiple companies. Um, I mean, obviously, that's something you you've got way more experience than us. That's kind of why we are partnering with you. I also curious how the first few that are sold, right? And and uh, the first franchisees are they typically strangers or are they typically people that are familiar with the brand? Um, what what's like the first five? What's in your experience? What do you think? Well, obviously. Um, so right now we have uh, Hurricane Ian. Right. And Hurricane Ian is going to generate a lot of um, a lot of work potentially. So my mm-hmm. guess right now is like, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot of cleanup going on in um, Florida, and there's going to be a lot of people who are down there. And if we put a sign on the side of the truck. And now franchising, yeah, that you know, it will be it will be local 
but it's going to be lo- local because that that you know that that's time. So yeah. I, I think it's going to. We want to have it local. We want to have it local. We want to be able to support our franchises uh, very locally. And the beautiful thing about about Florida is that um, you're having tremendous, tremendous growth. Um, right. Florida is like the most beautiful state. Yeah. People leaving Florida, they're leaving Michigan, they're leaving Illinois, they leave New York. Yep. And they're flocking here. And now that now um, the third largest state in the country. Yeah. And the best run and the best, the most business friendly. And, you know, there's a long list. So those are true statements. It was like, there's 29 million people in in Florida, and it's an it's an it's an interesting state because it's easy to get around. Mm-hmm. Like that 95, you go right down one road that gets you from the top to the bottom. Yep. yep. And then all of the roads split off it. Mm-hmm. So the 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 interstate um, highway network. It's beautiful for our franchise. Yeah, and from Orlando, because we're so centrally located, uh, with the exception of the Florida Panhandle and far south Florida, we're probably within an hour and a half of you know most of the major cities. Well, and a lot of the leading work that's coming off of Hurricane Ian, to kind of go back to that point, Alan, <clears throat> it's going to be like what we do is not new construction, right? So we're not going to be the ones that kind of go in and rebuild a house that the whole thing was torn down. We're the one yep. that would go in because uh, we had a lot of damage in Orlando. There's still lots of flooding, still flooding here yep. in Central Florida. Um, I mean, the, the lakes are still rising a week after the hurricane hit and more flooding is expected this weekend. So people's homes are flooding. The restoration companies are coming in and making a mess of these homes, cleaning them up, obviously, getting all the water out. Um, but now there's going to be a tremendous amount of drywall repair, which is exactly what we do. Like yeah. during Hurricane Irma, we had a few years ago, um, the hurricane came. We did you know, kind of disaster relief, making sure that all of our friends and family and, and customers were okay initially. Then we almost waited about 60 to 90 days. Yeah, and then it began to kick in. And then, then all of a sudden the floodgates just opened with work. And um, it kept us busy for um, probably 18 months or more where yeah. we just – it was just hard to keep mm-hmm. up. And so obviously we're expecting that here in Orlando with our local branch. But I'll tell you what, if we have somebody who's in Coral Gables or someone who's in, in Tampa, in Tampa sure. mm-hmm. um, who wanted to jumpstart their business, now is the time to do that. Because in the three months it takes for them to kind of get off the ground and get launched and get logoed and get you know branded and trained, they're going to have a flood of work right. in those locations. And frankly, up in the Carolinas too, because that's where yes, you know that's where yeah, Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia had a little, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, yeah. So that's um, you know one of our biggest clients was in the restoration business, mm-hmm. and again they had they had teams where they just would say to people, "Hey, just go there and rent a hotel." Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah. we have so so again, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we don't, um, we, you know, what happened with Ian is awful. I mean, but it's going to happen. Yes. And we want people to get back to, yeah. like we talked about earlier, you know, it's their home. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want their home, to, you know, so we have the opportunity mm-hmm. 
to um, one, to do that. One of the other avenues that we find um, extremely beneficial for us is not just the individual customer who's calling us, but we term we have a term called trade service partners, and that's the the roofing companies, the air conditioner companies. Um, we are working a lot. Restoration companies. Restoration companies. We're yep. working a lot with yep. solar companies. Uh, you know, I mean, Tesla and Sunrun and all the, I mean, we we counted the other day. We had 21 solar contractors just in Orlando that they use us for all the drywall repair. And uh, that just came about just in the past year. Um, so having a relationship with, you know, the two dozen roofing companies that we have, they get a contract to repair a roof that was damaged in a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And all the interior needs to be worked on. Well, prime source of, of that is us. Um, it's a great avenue for a franchisee to see uh, when you know. Yeah, yeah, and I have, I have, I have a, a kind of great story on that. Uh, about 10, 10 years ago, I get a call from one of our brands, and he said, uh, "We're going to stop marketing." I'm like, "Why?" And he said, "Well." There's a um, there is a uh, construction company that does um, work, and he's been giving me all the work, and I've been able to service this. And the insurance company said, if you're going to do the restoration work and the construction work, you have to do both. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to buy 17 franchises, and um, my my customer was like, wait a minute, so you're going to buy 17 territories from me in one minute. And he said, absolutely, come here with the franchise agreement. I have a check for you. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. frankly, so, frankly, so, yeah. restoration companies should have a whole in franchise in their back pocket. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, um, but also, our, one of our biggest clients um, that did restoration work actually created a plumbing company. Those plumbing companies were a huge source of referrals, so much so that they started a second business um, doing uh, doing plumbing. Yeah, yeah, plumbers are a great ref- a great referral for for restoration companies. Yeah. So, so yeah. Alan, tell me, yeah. tell me, you've had so many success stories, okay? Um, I would love to hear a, a, a success story, maybe one that was kind of a, I won't say rags to riches, but kind of a step of faith type of thing. I think you told me a story once about someone with a credit card. I, share with me just a little little success story that you, that you that we can kind of end on a sure, high note. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we did have a client that um, had had a knew how to run a business, had this very successful business, was putting his his um, daughters through college and that was his main focus and all of a sudden he woke up and he had really focused on doing that and he woke up and he said oh my god i gotta go back to making a lot of money instead of spending a lot of money and um he um found this franchise we were selling many many years ago and um he said i want to buy it and but I don't have any money, but I know how to run businesses and I'm really energized and focused. And we got him $89,000 worth of credit cards. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And he, 
it had really good credit. So we were able to uh, get the credit cards and a lease of a vehicle. Um, so the two things put together, he worked and 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 worked. And this particular um, franchise didn't have set territories. And he worked and grew and bought more trucks. And six years later, he sold that franchise for $6.2 million. Oh, my goodness. That is a success story. I guess yeah. he, and, I guess and, he and paid his credit cards off. Yeah. Yeah, he paid the, <laughs> I think he paid I think he said he paid the credit cards off. Uh so when you when you buy a business on a credit card, you get like one year interest free. So he never paid uh after the initial fee, he never paid uh any interest hmm. and didn't make a payment. Wow. So he actually he actually it wasn't eighty nine thousand dollars, it was actually five thousand dollars uh because he paid off the uh, the credit card before interest was due. Wow. That is a good story. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. our next steps. Okay. And we'll, and we're about an hour in, so let's, we'll, we'll kind of taper a little bit here. Um, but our next steps as our franchise, um, we caught wind that there's a, a season for trade shows for franchises. Is that, is that right? Yeah, we're not going to do anything in the summer. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're coming. So, we, so we're now fall and winter right now. I know there's at least two shows coming up pretty soon that we saw on your website. One in October. Yeah, one in Atlanta and one in Tampa. I think at the beginning of November. Yeah. Um, are yeah. those things that we're going to be involved in? You think, or are those that your team will just market that for us at those shows? Yeah, we're 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 we're, we're at those shows. We're at those shows and we're promoting, um, you know, we're, what we're doing is we're matching. So someone comes in and says, hey, I want to buy a franchise and they say I want a restaurant, then we're going to pitch our restaurant. So someone comes in and says, you know what, um, me and my son want to start a business. We're both handy. Um, we, we both want to work together. And um, we, we, you know, we would sell. Yeah, I have the perfect brand fee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I can't sell a, I, I can't sell to, you know, a, um, a hole in the wall to someone that wants a literally wants a hole in the wall restaurant. Right, right. They're like, hey, I want to, you know. So we have to sell the right hole in the wall to the right person. And your, so, yeah, so we're, and your we're, team helps us fed all that out, right? So if we find somebody, all right, so right now I have three people that have heard about us or know us that are showing interest in purchasing a few territories. Um, right. Obviously, I don't know that process yet. We're not salespeople yet. So we're going to, once, once we're kind of through this process, we're going to introduce them to your sales team. To, to help kind of get them on, on the ball rolling and, and vet them out? Yeah, yeah. So what we want to do is we want to help our potential franchisees. We want to bring them through the buying process, right? Mm -hmm. um, so th there's, a, there's a buying process. 
So what 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 do I have to do for me to be recruited into the network? Right. So the first thing we have to do is we have to we we want to qualify, right? We want to say, okay, do you have the financial capabilities, the business communication built capabilities, um, the the right territory? So we want to get why they want to do this the motivation the time frame so we want what we're going to do is we're going to prepare them as a candidate to bring forward to you and then what you're going to do is you're going to say hey look um we have a secret sauce right so we have a, we have a great business we have a secret sauce and you're going to describe to them in 20 minutes what are what our secret sauce is, is at a very, very high level. This is this is what we do. This is why we're better. Mm. And then we want to bring them through, if we both agree, into our office. And we want them to spend, you know, like in technology, it's the 20-second pitch, the 20-minute pitch, and the two-hour pitch. Mm-hmm. So we want to bring them through that cycle, and, and we, want to, we want them to invest in our franchise. And then what they're really doing is they're transitioning from, um, we want them in the franchise network to them saying, here's why my my um, energy will make you successful in Fort Myers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and essentially what they're doing is they're flipping it over because we've convinced them that, hey, look, here's the opportunity, here's the systems, now tell me why you're going to do well in Fort Myers, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it it turns, and they're they're saying, okay, here's why Fort Myers would do well, but here's why my company would do well, but here's why my team would do well, and here's the marketplace that we've looked at, and we see that there is a need for this. You know, uh, we woke up one morning and um, my sons were playing baseball in the house and my oldest son throws at 80 miles an hour and his younger brother's glove broke and it went through and there's a hole in the wall and my wife is going to kill them if I don't fix this hole in the wall, mm-hmm. I couldn't get anyone to do it. And then I woke up and said, wait a minute, if I can't get something to fix it and I have, I'm an electrical contractor, well, why don't I find a company that does this and I'll buy it and I'll do this because I'm not the only kid that has, no, another guy that has a kid throwing the wall and hitting the wall and breaking. Nope. And that would be, you know, we we have about yeah. two thousand of those a year. Two thousand, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just in this yeah. area. Yeah, and that will be, and then because that's the motivation. You go like, well, why do you want to buy this? Like, look, because my knuckleheads put a big hole in the wall, and I couldn't get anyone to fix it. Mm-hmm. And my wife came home and started yelling at all three of us. Mm. And I saw that as an opportunity. There are, are some really good benefits, Alan, to kind of being part of you know, this emerging brand that hole in the wall is right. This, this beginning franchise. I mean, sometimes people might think that being part of a new franchise 
is a detriment, but it really is kind of it's kind of there's a some, uh, there's some true benefits. Good value, right? Absolutely. So there's there's lots of there's lots of, of great benefits. So, um, but the first one is is you get first pick of territories. Yeah, I mean, um, our competitors right now they've already fun. soaked up mm-hmm. a lot of the good the prime real estate's already taken. So if you want to be in this industry, we've got plenty of room right now for you. Yeah, and we're better. I mean, we're better than our competitors, mm-hmm. and and we we feel comfortable that. If there's a competitor there, we're going to go in, and we're we're going to just do better than them. Yeah. So that, that's um, I agree. So with that ground that ground floor. So we have you know we have the ability to say okay, this is a lot of work here because there's a franchise here, but we're better. We offer more services, and um, so we can go in. We can go in a market where we know there's there's a there's a demand. So getting in prime territories uh, is really big. Mm-hmm. Is really big, and, and you know we have guys who own businesses in several cities. And frankly, you you're going to get our full attention. I mean, if you're the first five ten out of the shoot, I mean, you're going to have Bill and I and our team directly in your grill constantly. Um, I mean, yeah. and that's a yeah. benefit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah because we we have once you sign our franchise agreement. We're going to plan. We're going to plan at a very high level in the next five years, mm-hmm. right? And then we need you because you are on the ground floor to execute those five years. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to have stock on everyone, mm-hmm. and that becomes a huge uh, huge advantage. Also, too, our first franchisees are going to become leaders of the company, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been to franchise conventions where the uh, there's a table, and I'll be sitting with the franchisor. The first franchisee is on his other side, and people come up to the the first franchise and say, "Hey, um, can you ask the franchisor if we can do this?" And then I saw that happen twice, and I said, "I mean, the franchisor is right here. Why don't you just ask him?" And they'll what they'll say is is that the first franchisee has great influence. First franchisees have great influence because They've been around longer. It's like yeah. your first mm-hmm. one is kind of don't you know don't tell my younger daughters this, but your firstborn is always going to be a favorite <laughs> because you have a longer relationship with them. Your secret. So that safe. becomes that becomes um, a big a huge advantage. Yeah, and you it, hope and you, you hope know. for really quality uh, people up front uh, for franchisees because they also help set the tone. Uh, as far as uh, innovating, as far as new ideas, as far as new processes f- for the franchisees that are to come. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, we need to work extra, extra, extra hard to get our franchisees to validate, right? So we we want them to say, I'm thinking about um, buying, buying into the model. And we want our franchisee to say, hey, what are you looking to buy? Because I was thinking about buying in there. Um, but yeah, we want them to validate. So they, franchisees, sell franchises. So like, I'm doing I'm doing a great job. I love this business. Man, I would love to go down the Keys. Man, you get, you know, you get this kind of stuff there going on. And the hotels, people are, you know, doing this and doing that, but I just can't go. I can't go there. 
Mm. But man, if I could, I would. Mm-hmm. If I could, I would, because there's a great opportunity there. So, this, so validation is a really important part of it. And um, so we have to work really, really hard to get our first franchisees to validate. And then what we want to do is not just get them to validate, but to, to become, um, you know, our, our top cheerleader, right? Like, oh, you know, we need more, we need more franchises because I want to advertise on TV. Uh, we need more franchises because I want to go in this trade journal and I need, we need a bunch of people to do this. So we need that skill. Um, we need more franchises. And they, they're saying, I need you in my network. I just got a big contract with this company and I need you to help me fulfill that contract. So they want to grow. The, they want to get that. And the franchisees become your best salesperson because of the enlightened self-interest, right? So that's the, the biggest thing about franchising is that your growth becomes my growth becomes the guy down the street's growth. Right. Kind of we all grow together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Excellent. Exactly. So that's what, that's, what we, that's what we want to do. Wow. Well, we're pretty excited about it now, Alan. Um, I can't really wait to kind of see you again in person and to kind of start doing these sales uh, trade shows and, and talking with um, prospects. Uh, listen, before we wrap up, why don't you uh, have, let, let our audience know um, how to get a hold of FMS? Sure. Um, so FMS, we, our website is um, fmsfranchise.com. And um, if you like to get in touch with me, because um, what I do is not only do I help run the, run the organization, I also consult with companies that want to become franchises. Mm-hmm. And also I, um, I recruit for our brands. So you can reach me directly at 978-886-7908. And my email address is alan.george, G-E-O-R-G-E, at fmsfranchise.com. Excellent. And again, I am fully confident that Hole um, & Wall is going to become... Uh, our next great success story and our client success uh, generates success um, for us. Well, thank you for those kind words, Alan. And we just want to say thank you for taking the time today to come on uh, the podcast with us. And uh, we really do look forward to having you back again. And uh, for those listening, um, our new franchise website, if you're interested, is Hole in the Wall Franchising. Uh, com. Again, Alan, thank you again from everybody here at Hole in the Wall. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. If you would like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, drop us an email at podcast at holeinthewall.com. And if you are interested in a Hole in the Wall franchise, please email us at franchise at holeinthewall.com. <laughs>